Hello everyone, welcome back to Scrum Heads Podcast. This is talking all things NRL. Today, I'm CJ and I'm joined by Big Mutz, a very special guest by the name of Mr. Denon Kemp. He has previously played for the Brisbane Broncos and the New Zealand Warriors. And he does have a successful bar in Broadbeach called Bloke in a Bar. First of all, like I said, just want to say thanks very much, Denon, for your time, mate. It's greatly appreciated coming on and having a chat with us, Nuffies. You know, two days away, the 2019 NRL season is upon us. Mate, what do you reckon about this Jack DeBellin incident with his court case being now pushed back to April and basically not being allowed? He's been adjourned till April, so he's not allowed to play till then. Do you think that this is a good thing for rugby league? It's tough, man, because, you know, the issue that they're facing, like, it's not like he got in a fight and there's a video of it. This is an act that everyone does and you are only one story away yourself from being in his position now i'm not definitely not saying that the woman is lying because i don't know at the end of the day you know people that are like he shouldn't have put himself in that position and he has a missus and everything or whatever that's really irrelevant we're talking about what is illegal and what isn't legal we've all slept with uh, you know women before and whether it be a man or a woman What's stopping a man or a woman the next day or the same night saying that, just saying that it wasn't consensual or it was consensual? There's nothing stopping them that. So you, you're basically, you've got to trust this random person, the fine line between criminal activity and not criminal activities. Not saying that it's that she's lying. She, maybe she's telling the truth. Maybe he did do what he did. Tenfold agreed. Um, what is your number one like top memory playing in the NRL? Uh, 2010, so I'd been to the Warriors, uh, wasn't successful, uh, had a lot to prove. So I came back to the Broncos 2010, round one against the Cowboys. It was, you know, Thurston was playing, um, Ty Williams, I had a great side. Packed Suncorp Stadium, 75th minute, uh, scored a, you know, 40 metre kind of runaway try. Yeah, and uh, so that's, that was my highlight, just because, you know, I proved that 2008 wasn't just like a one-off or whatever. I proved that, you know, I could come back and I, that's what I was capable of. Unfortunately, I broke my ribs and my lung collapsed uh, two games later. I'm not going to lie, hearing you talk like that, didn't I'm sitting here, i got goosebumps, mate. For me personally, just to come back to the Broncos and just prove like, no, no, I am a good winger, I, I'm a good finisher and I deserve to be here. It just meant more to me personally. Broncos have always had a pretty star-studded back line and, you know, to, to leave and then come back and be able to force your way straight back into the side, you know, proves yourself something, you know, you worked hard, you would have worked your ass off in the preseason. So just another quick question covering again your career i've read up and says that and it says that you were also very good at soccer and were also potentially being scouted by the brisbane lions at the time what made you choose slash decide to stick with and or you know go to nrl more so um so a lot of people don't know this is just i guess it's a different time but i didn't play rugby league till i was 17 played soccer Um, wow well so you know i was a, a you know athlete growing up I you know won nationals you know one one state for 100 200 400 800 cross country um you know went to England for soccer I was part of the the Queensland Raw so they just be so the year that um so in the last year of school I had a group of mates at a Catholic school and mm-hmm. they were like come away with us because we'd all grown up together so they knew what I was like as an athlete and they're like just come away with us we'll be mad get a week off school we'll be in the B comp for confraternity so the B comp for confraternity is just like a really low standard. It's more for fun. Yep. Yep. Uh, and so I had nationals for soccer two weeks later. So I was like, oh man, I don't know if I can do this. Like I, I don't even play footy. And but then I was like, you know what, stuff it. I want to be with my mates. It's a week away from school. So I went up to this confraternity and um, yeah, just scored a bunch of tries. I think I scored like six <laughs> killed it. Six oh, wow. tries in one game or some shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I um yeah. So after the first game, they someone come up to me and one of the t- coaches and they were just like, oh. What would you do if an NRL club was interested? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I didn't really care. Yep. 
because um, I was a soccer player and I had nationals in two weeks. Um, and so, yeah, by the end of the, the comp, I'd, I think I'd scored the most tries and they uh, I won this uh, award called Player with the Most Potential. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and that was yeah from the B comp as well. So it was from not even from the A comp with like St. Brennan's and all the good footy sides. Far out. Um, and so, yeah, I, I won that award and I was actually really sick. I'd caught a bug on the last day. Oh, and so Ivan Henjek handed it to me and I was just oh, like, wow. oh, yeah, wh- whatever, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> And so, um, we so I, we left. I was crook, and then I went to nationals for soccer a few weeks later. Got back, and and apparently, so the the player that gets the most potential, they they usually get to go to a development camp. And development camp is not the elite guys. These are just the guys that like maybe maybe one day might be okay. Make the squad yeah, yeah, like development, like they're, they're like most so of potential. Them, put it this way: no one that was at that camp went on to do anything. That's it, oh. it was just like. Um, Anyway, so yeah, went to the camp. Oh, so so, my dad called the Broncos and got onto Wayne somehow and said, oh, "Listen, wow. my son son has uh, gotten this reward called Play with the Most Potential, but we don't know what you guys want us to do because he doesn't play rugby league. He plays soccer and he's with the Queensland Raw." And they were like, "They were like, what? What are you talking about?" Because when when I got the award, Ivan Hinjack said to me, "Look, if you're with any other clubs, because at this time you weren't allowed to speak to any other clubs if you were with an, an NRL club." So he yep. thought I was in an NRL system. Yeah. And because I was sick, I was just so whatever, like, you know, I just, I was so sick, like, I just didn't think, like, I was just was like, oh, wow, yeah. oh, that's so cool, I like yeah. stories like this. Um, anyway, so I, uh, I, um, yeah, so my dad called him, so we don't, he doesn't play rugby league, so they were like, they immediately said, we want him to come to our next elite camp as soon as possible. Oh, awesome. And I was like, and so this is the guys that, you know, are the best of the best, um, you know, 16, 17. Yep. 18 year olds yeah. um you keep apart boys and all those them yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway I, um so that that so that was coming up in a few weeks and the afl found out about a kid that um had you know had the ability to get picked up by the broncos but was also with the queensland raw so i went to the queensland raw and i said look what what do you guys reckon and they were like look you probably play a league in about two years and i was 17 at the time because yeah. um, i was in the reserve grade side at that point so i was pretty much you know I would have played A-League. Um, and so then, then AFL, we had a meeting in Broadbeach with my mum and my dad and the AFL guys, and they said, look, we, we can guarantee you that we will fast-track you to the draft. Um, you know, we'll, we'll do one-on-one training with you full-time um, for the next six months mm-hmm. um, and get you to the draft so that you can get picked up by a, um, you know, a club, hopefully the Lions or whatever. Yep. Um, and yeah, so I had the decision to make, and it was just more a matter of like rugby league came so easy to me. It was the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, yeah, it was just like one of those things where I went to the camp and went really well. And and they were like, look, we would love you to come play for our under 19s Broncos side because it was under 19s at that time. Yep. And so yeah, I just had to make the choice, and I said, look, I'm going to go with rugby league. It's the easiest. My grandpa, um, I, I had fond memories of like sitting at his knee watching Steve Reynolds play, even though I didn't watch footy growing up okay, yeah. um, at all. Like, literally didn't watch any rugby league growing up. Um, Yeah, not until I started. Like, for example, for the first two years, I didn't even know what the numbers were. I just, like, I just knew. (laughs) I swear to God. Like, my first training session, so they put me in the under-19 side, Mm -hmm. uh, the under-19s Bronco side, and then they, um, and I was like, yep, sweet. It was a four grand contract, I think, or eight grand. Four, eight, four grand, yeah, four grand for the first year, which is fucking nothing. And anyway, so it's nothing, but it's <laughs> yeah, it's something. Well, I was yeah coming out of school, so 
when I got there the first day, they were like, we, we want you to train with our Clydesdales, which is Broncos Reserves at the time, instead of the under-19s. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit, all right, sweet. And so we did our first training session, and I did two tackles and had to stop because I had no shoulders. Like, I'd never tackled before. Yep. Um, and, like, that's not even exaggerating. Like, I literally hadn't tackled before, so I didn't have any traps. And I was a soccer player. Um, but when it came to fitness, easy as. So I was, like, 71 kilos, 72 kilos, like, fit as anything, fast as anything. Um, and I remember on the first, one of the first training sessions, the reserve grade coach, John Dixon, got all the young boys around in a circle and he was going through like, you're ready to play reserve grade. You're ready to play Clydesdales this year. Like this season you'll play reserve. The only person in the circle, he said, he said to me, he said, you're not going to be ready this year to play reserve grade. Um, and out of that circle, I was the only one that played reserve grade that year, seven games, seven tries, and then got asked into the first grade squad after my first year um so yeah it took me about two two and a bit years to go from not playing footy to nrl debut nice wow that's awesome for sure um and i'm just got one more question then i'll hand it over to big mutts to ask you a few final questions i'm just wondering as you said it was a two-year process what did it feel like stepping out onto suncorp for your first time with the first grade brisbane broncos team um, so to Suncorp specifically or my debut? Uh, Sun, Suncorp, and then also if you would like to cover your debut, that would be awesome as well. Um, okay, so Suncorp specifically, when we ran out for kicking the first time I ran out, I nearly tripped over because I was so... I was like, and Stevie Michaels was next to me, and he, he laughed, but I was so, like, hit by the, the scene. Um, it was against the Titans, I'm pretty sure. So this is when Titans got versus Broncos was big. Um, it was that, that game where Lockie hit the field goal. I think it hit both posts and went in. Yep. So I, I was fullback that game. Yeah, I just I remember just running out and being... Because like I, I hadn't grown up playing in that environment, whereas a lot of the younger boys, they'll play in that stadium when they're playing for school. just won't have a crowd in it. Yep, yep. Whereas I had played soccer, and so soccer wasn't big. It had no National League when I was growing up, pretty much. So yeah, I just remember running out going, what? Like, it was just like so immense you know, around you, and you're just like, you feel... You feel very small in the middle of the stadium. You feel like, wow, like all these people are here to see me. And like, you know, a few years ago, I was here seeing Carmichael Hunt run around. Like, this is crazy. When you did, you feel like a lot of pressure when you stepped out. When you felt that small on the field? Um, none. Like, you feel pressure. You always feel pressure, though. But just get in the zone. You just, yeah. you just focus. You know, this is what you do. This is your job. Yeah, it's just like another game of footy, really. Like, you're not really focused yes. on the crowd once it all starts. So. Exactly. And if you could just quickly touch on your debut. Um, your first grade NRL debut. Um, what was that like for you? Um, yeah, I mean, it was just like so all week. Like during the week, I was like super nervous, like just like feeling, oh my god, oh my god, it's happening, it's finally happening. And then when we got into the changing room, it was this strange calm that came over me, and I've never been more confident in my entire life. I never, I just, I was, I felt like Superman. I was un, untouchable, and I mean, I, you know, obviously. I'm, bragging but my my nrl debut actually ran for the most meters in the modern era of nrl for debuts 277 meters i was just so confident you know like and and wayne had set the the best game plan up he had said i want you to stand real deep because they chip and when they chip you're quick enough to get to the ball and they did exactly what you know we lost the game and but it wasn't due to obviously my positioning we were intentionally positioning myself really deep so they would chip so that i would get the ball and that's how i scored my uh, debut try was the fact that wayne had told me stay real deep you've got enough speed to get to any chips and they're gonna chip eventually when they do just pin your ears back and you know if you watch the try you'll see i did that's so good hearing like that kind of stuff like you know his whole tactics 
of what to do and then, you know, just why he's the master coach, eh? Like, he knows and then bang happens. That's so good to hear. Hey, just, hey, just, just obviously the camaraderie that comes with all the boys playing league, you know, I see you're pretty close to Lexi and, and it was quite great to see him get three tries in the trial against the Titans the other night and, and, and all those kind of things like that. Is that one of the biggest things that you miss with not playing rugby league? Yeah, definitely. I miss, I miss the camaraderie, you know, going into training every day and I guess the the epicness of everything you do each week. Every week is a big deal. Every week it's do or die pretty much. There's no, your purpose is so strong that I feel like that's a key to what people miss when they retire is that not just normal purpose of like go to work, provide for the family. Like your purpose is you've got an entire town or, you know, let's say 800,000 fans of your team that need you to win, that get the job done. Now that's a real purpose to live for. And I think that's probably the the, the thing I missed the most to beginning with is like, what is my purpose? Like, why am I even here? Like I'm a sports player. I've done this since I was four years old. Now I'm not doing it. So that was the start. But um, yeah, the camaraderie is awesome, man. Like it's, it's your your brothers and, you know. A few quick fire rapper questions. Who wins the 2019 Telstra Premiership? Oh, man. I mean, I think, you know, obviously the Roosters Roosters should be there. And if they're not there or thereabouts, that'll be But I just think, for some reason, I just think, you know, Wayne Bennett's got one or two more years left and he's just going to somehow, you know, he'll have a lot to prove. He's got a great roster and he does really work well in short spurts. Like he went to the the Dragons, did what he did, came back to the Broncos in that first year, got to the grand final. So... I just feel like he's got two years. Cody Walker's hitting his prime. Adam Reynolds has been playing great, great footy. Sam Burgess is on the end of his career. He's got so much reason to get to that grand final. I think that they will like the Roosters actually won't be the biggest disappointment if they don't make the you know top four. Honestly, because like, you've got an explanation for that. You know, they tired, they're fatigued, all that kind of stuff. Whereas I feel like if Wayne doesn't get close to the finals in his first year at such a good club, I think a lot of people will be very shocked. At seeing Wayne in a side that has a side as good as his side is, with two halves that are you know both perfect with their positions, and not do some something great. So um, I, if, he, if he misses the eight, for example, I think it'll be a big a big big deal. So I think he's going to know that. I think the roster's going to know that. I mean they've got like guys like Cam Murray coming through that are unbelievable. Um, you know, so it's yeah. I just if I had to pick now, I'm just going to say Rabbitohs only because I'm biased due to the Wayne effect. Yeah. <laughs> Um, state of origin, Queensland and New South Wales. Far out, man. That's, I'm a Queenslander through and through, but I just, I don't know, that, that New South Wales, they got so much depth, you know. Uh, mm. Especially like, with Cleary and Keary now. Cleary, Keary, Maloney's still got it. Maloney. Um, I just think that the, it's good. I think if we wait, and they've got like, they've even got like Pangai Jr. that's like pushing for a spot, you know, like he's not, yes. even, he would start in the Queensland side, I'd, I'd say. Um, so I just think that it's going to take one or two years to replenish our, our forward pack um, as Queenslanders, and I just think that at the moment New South Wales have so much depth in the forwards, it's absurd. Like, Vaughan didn't even make the side last year. Yeah, so I just think that it's going to be... The only thing that will beat New South Wales is um, if they're too complacent, which they have had a history of doing. No, no disrespect to anyone, but sometimes they... You know, for the first few years of Queensland's dominant run, every year they'd come in and, and they'd be the favourites. And we'd be like, what the fuck? How, like, how are they the favourites? They've lost two in a row. Like, And so coming into this year, they'll be the favourites. And, you know, that the one thing that Queensland do do is be the underdog and just shock you. 
out of nowhere. They're grinded a win out here, and then they just need one more win and they get the series done. So the last one from me, there was a lot of characters in our game. My my absolute hero growing up was Alfie Langer. What's the, what's it like having him around at the Broncos? Is he as mad as everyone says he is? Yeah, he's he's a legend. Like he's just uh, he's just one of those people. You know, if I said we could say the exact same sentence, but because he's saying it and the way he says it, it's just hilarious. So <laughs> you know, he's got heaps of charisma. Great for the boys. Great at picking people up when it comes to like you know the attitude and the you know lifting the vibe up. Um, yeah, he's 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 incredible, man. He's a funny dude, real funny dude. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that about wraps up our interview with Dan and Kemp. I just want to, again, as Big Marts did, thank you very much on behalf of the Scrum Heads podcast and the Scrum Heads <laughs> listeners for joining us. Best of luck with your future endeavours and maybe one day we will get you back as a guest. <laughs>